with two on the clock for the win. Welcome back to Unsportsmanlike Conduct Podcast, called Episode 5, A Tale of Two Cleats. It's been a great weekend once again. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of hurt. A lot of joy, though, too. We got our friend Parker here. Video and audio this time. Wow, what an improvement. I got my camera working. Took a little bit of work, but I got my my camera working. (laughs) And then we got our boy Taylor here. Video. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Got a lot to talk about today again, boys. Like I said, another great weekend, sort of, I guess you could say. I mean, you know, it does hurt to lose. And, you know. How many times are you going to use that joke? As many times as I want to. <laughs> as many times as I, as I want to. Because, you know, you got to laugh off the pain sometimes, you know. True. And yeah, that wasn't a fun loss. This, this loss was a lot of pain, a lot of pain. It took a big hit to the Saints. And, you know, we were supposed to be the full-fledged number one seed. They Everybody had us picked as the number one seed um, going into week 14 that we were going to end up the number one seed. But that happened to a rookie quarterback in his first start. What do y'all think about that? I mean just the lack of effort was so obvious throughout the entire game by the saints. Um, you know, you could call it bad play calling. You could say it, the team's just struggling, but I mean, straight up, I mean, we were getting beat at the line of scrimmage almost every single play by one of the worst offensive lines in football. And then you got guys like Andrews Pete getting just bodied every single play. Um, he's garbage. Yes. He's playing like garbage. Uh, Taysom, struggle a little bit. He picked it up towards the end, but I mean, uh, the pocket presence just isn't quite there yet. I've, I've seen a couple, I uh, went back and watched a couple, a uh, good bit of film. And there were a couple of times where like you had Jared cook wide open down the middle of the field and he would just try and force it to Mike Thomas, or he would hold that ball just a little too long and he's getting sacked. Um, and that's something you're going to get with an inexperienced quarterback like that. Um, yeah. but man, you know, we, if we want the one seed, which is super important, more important than normal years because only the one seed gets the buy. We want that one seed. We got to win out because we got to win out and hope Green Bay drops one of their games, which is possible. But we lose again. Two seed it is. Yeah, well, there's actually talk they could fall lower than that if they don't keep winning. Because they have other teams who are kind of sparking right now in the opposite direction. Yeah, um, we'd have to lose. We'd have to lose like two or three, though. For I mean, Chiefs, play the Chiefs this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's a big one. Oh yeah, but I mean they're supposed. They said that the debate all week, like people just kept talking about Chiefs for Saints, Chiefs for Saints. Completely didn't even look at the Eagles game because the whole debate was between. We talked about it last week. The Saints defense versus the Chiefs offense. What's the most dominant group in football? I mean, has the Chiefs offense looked as bad as the Saints defense did in any game this year? No, I mean. Man, they were just awful at getting burned on the run. You know, like I, like you said, Jalen Hurts. Um, we ran a zone against this super mobile QB, not having a spy. Uh, we just refused to run a QB spy. I just none of it made sense. It was just a bad yeah, game it's, plan. It's bad just plan. like were y'all were y'all not prepared for what he was going to do? Like, yeah, I mean, you should have known coming into I, it what he was going to do. I think the Saints always, except for, I guess for Russell Wilson last year, um, they always look like they struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Um, in my opinion, I mean, we, we, we stepped it up against the Seahawks last season, but this is a completely different team. Uh, when it comes to that aspect, we added Quan Alexander. We, we added Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, did we add Malcolm Brown this season? Um, I yeah, can't I think remember. We, I think we did. We added Malcolm. Yeah, we did add Malcolm Brown this season. It was so, this I mean, year, last year. Yeah, and um, it's not the whole team that's different, but I guess, I guess like y'all said, it, they definitely were not prepared for Hurts. I, I think will say, 
Go ahead. Oh, you said we struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Besides Jalen Hurts and maybe like Russell Wilson, you said uh, last year, how many other mobile quarterbacks have we honestly played? That's the thing. You would think they'd be getting a good look of it, though, since they go up against Taysom every day in practice. Like You yeah. would think they'd be good, seeing a that point. a lot. Yeah. Weird. Um, I, I can't fully think. I, I should have. And most of our, in the past, most of our scout team quarterbacks are mobile quarterbacks. So we had JT Barrett. Jameis um, Winston. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's sort of mobile. He's sort of. I mean. He's not mobile. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I guess. I guess. <laughs> he's I'm, kind of a statue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just throw him out there, you know. I mean, obviously, I think he's a little more mobile than the likes of Drew Brees. But Cameron, you're more mobile than Drew Brees. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, we lost the streak of I don't remember how many games it was. Nine. But we lost the streak Nine. of holding. No, 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 we lost the streak of oh. allowing uh, hundred yard rusher, single game hundred yard rusher. So 55. yeah, Miles Sanders was fourteen carries for hundred and fifteen yards. Which that is uh, not that good at math. That is eight point two yards a carry. That's and a lot. And you know what sucks? He's not even that good. I'm, no. I'm, yeah, and that's the reason I took him out of the of my fantasy this this week. Not just because they were playing the Saints. I mean, the Saints had the number one rush of defense in the league coming into that game, and I was like, okay, I, I got to take out Sanders. I'm not going to put him against the number one team, and then all of a sudden he th- drops a 30 bomb. So I was like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, I mean, I told y'all when the loss happened, this is either going to absolutely drive the Saints to not lose another game and go win the Super Bowl, or this is just going to unravel the team. Because yeah. I mean, like, they've looked, they've looked unstoppable up until last week. Yep. Since... We went on this win streak. We have looked unstoppable. Nobody could touch us. We've shown bits of weakness, like uh, second game versus Atlanta. When we They almost came back on us when Taysom had that fumble, go out of bounds, things like that. Um, But, I mean, we're probably getting Drew back. We might get Drew back this week. Um, if not this week, then next week. Um, And we just got to see because the offense is going to be so much better with Drew and at quarterback. Um. You know, I think if we have Drew in that game uh, versus the Eagles, we maybe we win. You know, Taysom, this was his really first time playing from behind, having to come back on a team like that. Um, And so that kind of showed. The biggest thing that showed Taysom's inexperience was on that two-minute drill. We were trying to go down, and he wasn't getting the guys. He wasn't corralling his team to get up on the line and uh, hurry up, nothing. He was walking around, and so was everybody else because – you see your quarterback walking around. What are you going to do? I mean, you can't rush. You can't call a play without him. So they said, I, they said on the radio afterwards, the reasoning for that was because of this, the play calling coming in. They said it wasn't He's not able to call it in fast enough. Right. And that's like, that's where you have the drop off between him and drew. If, it, yeah, if that's drew, I mean, Drew's calling Drew's his own plays. yeah, I was going to say he's basically calling the play. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna go one or two I mean, ways. It's gonna it's, work. To it's work. not really like Hertz killed you though. I mean, he only he was seventeen of thirteen for one hundred and sixty-seven yards. But so, how I many mean, he like, rushed for like eighty yards too? I think. No, I know that's what I'm saying. But it's not like he was the sole reason. I feel like we honestly shot ourselves in the foot with it. I don't know, but I mean, he, he definitely played well. He had a good game. But um, um I mean, you I can't you w- can't allow Miles Sanders to rush for one fifteen. No, I, I do want to add. I do want to add something. You can't fully put. I, I see a lot of fans and, you know, uh, tweeters that uh, are saying that it was it was mostly like you, you got to bash Taysom full on. Like this was mostly his fault when we missed two critical field goals that game, too. Yeah, Will's been struggling lately, which is not normal of him, but he'll get it back on track and be and, ready for the postseason. And- and you got you you got this was a team loss. You you can't just put this on Taysom. Taysom had a pretty decent game, in my opinion. You know, he was twenty eight of thirty eight. Right, and that's that's a good that's a good stat. That, that yeah, is. I wouldn't. I would say he was below average that game. I put him at average. I put um, him at average. Yeah, not definitely. because of bad throws. I would say because of bad decisions. Like if I don't know if y'all have gone back and watched some of the different camera angles on some of the plays, but like there have been like a good number, like six, seven plays where he had someone open and he just held onto the ball too long 
got sacked or he tried to force it to Mike Thomas or just try to dump it off to Alvin or something like that when he just needs to make better decisions. It just seems like his decision-making just was not good last game. Sometimes I honestly wish he would stop force-feeding Mike Thomas so much. Like, sometimes he has his mind solely made up on, yep. I'm throwing a 13 no matter what, and it scares me. Because he'll, like, he threw a couple, me and my dad were watching, he threw a couple where, I mean, it was a tight window, but he was just determined, I'm getting the ball to 13. And you have so, great receiver. You have Emmanuel Sanders. You have Jared Cook that you can also Trick throw to. And Smith. Trick on Smith so hot and cold. You just can't count on him. Um, he did drop a couple that should have been good. No, like you have Emmanuel did, Sanders. I uh, put that interception on Kamara, though. I know he threw it fast, but it hit him in both hands. Yeah, that was a freak pick. Like, like I said, in every, every time we're watching the game, when somebody drops a pass, you're in the NFL. You're a pro football player. I don't care how hard that ball is thrown. You catch the ball. I'd rather, him, I'd rather him bat it down. Yeah. Tipped it I mean, up I and would, he got picked it off. Cameron, you also, can't expect him to catch also, 100% of every ball. Duke I, I, Riley picked I, I, that ball look, off. Just look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying 100%, but if it hits you in both hands, catch the ball. That, that's yeah, how I, mean, I look at it. They're human, so they're going to make mistakes, but right. yeah. I agree. I just, I don't understand why, maybe y'all have a better reason why Alvin can't get associated in this offense consistently. I mean, Taysom's played four games and Alvin has not looked the same. No I, idea. I think I think a lot of it has, for some reason, it looks like our offensive line is not playing down to with Taysom being on the field. And I, I don't know why, but like every time we do a, that little dump off screen pass that we would with um with Drew on the field, it looks like um Alvin's just getting swarmed every single time. It's just like they're not running the play right or something. I don't know. Did y'all notice? I mean, this was. Since I think he, we also need to take into consideration, though, this is they're saying this is the second best defensive line in football behind the Saints. So I don't know how true it is, but that's yeah. a lot of I've heard a lot of people saying that. So I wouldn't put a whole maybe that's a reasoning he wasn't running because um, they were getting so much pressure to him. Yeah, we'll but, see. All right, we could talk yeah. about that forever. Let's say we get on to some kind of stay on the NFL, maybe get into our week 15 picks. We did pretty well with our picks last week. We yeah, were pretty we did. We we're pretty. No people need to start listening to us to bet. <laughs> um, first one is why is this game on here? First the, one is Los Angeles Chargers at, at LA Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders. Raiders minus three. I will take the Chargers in that one. Really, I can't yes. take. The, I can't take the Chargers ever since Justin Herbert got that terrible haircut. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Chargers as well. I think Buffalo the- Bills at Denver Broncos. Buffalo is minus four. Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, definitely. I think Buffalo makes it all the way to the AFC Championship this year. I'll go with an upset and take Denver. Wow. Okay. Um, you can skip the Panthers at Packers. Yeah, let's let's. This is oh, no. Good- I apologize. That w- wait is that an- okay? Go ahead. I'm sorry. This is a good little NFC South matchup: the Buccaneers versus the Ant- the Ant- Atlanta Shitbirds. Oh, um, uh, the birds! I think the Bucks win, but I think it's a close game. I heard Julio's not going to play, so I'll take the Bucks. Yeah, they even got Calvin Ridley as cro- as questionable. So if oh, Calvin, about Calvin, yeah, if <laughs> Calvin's questionable and Julio's not playing, then it's easily the Bucks win right there. And I'm feeling the upsets this week. Next week, we got San Francisco at Dallas. I'll take San Francisco though. San Francisco's I'm, minus two and a half. I'll take San. I'll take San Francisco. I'm Nobody actually, is talking at that. Nick Mullins kid's going to mess around and get himself a team. I mean, maybe. He's playing really well. I think he's like really top, well against the Saints. <laughs> I think he's like top five in the league for passing yards right now. Like since since he got in, what? I didn't know that. Or Look that he, up. <laughs> um, let's see. I didn't know that. You're saying, That's you're saying, uh, you're saying as a starter? Yeah, yeah he means like from week five or whatever it was. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, the I'm, next I'm one, actually gonna go with the Cowboys in that one. Really, uh, Nick Mullins. Why? Um, I think the Cowboys are, are playing some pretty decent ball right now. Um, obviously they drop they dropped that game to the um to the Washington football team uh on Thanksgiving Day. Wait, did they it was against Washington, right? They dropped yeah. that game? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I was just making sure. But um they dropped that huge loss against 
the football team on Thanksgiving Day, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's um, just it's just never mind. It's it, the stupidest it, it, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. But um, they their team right now that's really resilient, and Andy Dalton, he's not the greatest quarterback, but I think he sometimes gets the job done. And um, I love their defense. Their defense. Is pretty is pretty good, and I love Amari Cooper. I've always loved Amari Cooper, so um, I'm I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Their defense is pretty good when they let the Washington football team drop 41 on their head. Like I said, hey, like I honest, said, Washington is kind of hot right now. Like, yeah, they Washington's are hot. Dude, oh, last three or something. Like that. Um. Anyway, what I'll say about Nick Mullins, he holds the record for the third most passing yards to his first 15 career starts, only behind Patrick Mahomes and Kurt Warner. You know, the crazy thing is, too, he doesn't have a whole lot of talent on that offense. Mm-mm. He's passed for 4,186 yards in his first 15 career starts. Shoot. Saints, wow. go ahead and offer them a fifth-round pick. Get him Get on the roster. Head. Get him on the roster. That's a, that's, that's um, what's up. The big game of the week, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, it's Chiefs. It's Saints. Um, if, t- if Drew plays... I'll take New Orleans. If Drew does not play, I will take the Chiefs. Yeah, it's sad to say, but I will take Drew's the Chiefs. Drew's not playing. Yeah, Drew's not playing. I, I was, I was taking the Chiefs even before. I, honestly, like, I hate to say it. Even if Drew plays, especially after that loss against the Eagles, I was probably going to – I was still going to um, uh, take the Chiefs. I don't Who know. Honestly, I don't want to make a pick on it right now just because I don't know who the Saints are going to have playing and who they're not. To be honest with you, if the Saints are healthy on defense, I'm gonna pick the Saints. But if they're yeah, not you know, we could defense, either get like demoralized from last week and just let the Chiefs run all over us, or we just get a fire in us and just we could wake up pissed off and go out there. <laughs> Shout out Tory Carter. Shout out Tory Carter. Um, I gotta meet you one day, bro. I would love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, he'd love to smack you. If you come on the podcast, I will get woke up pissed off tattooed on my butt. Oh. <laughs> That's a bet. I'm gonna tweet him later. <laughs> I want to talk about this game too. Um, it's tomorrow night. The Seahawks versus the Washington Football Team, and Seahawks mm, are minus five. Minus I'll five. take the upset. I will take the upset as well. I think the I think the Washington yeah. Football Team is going to pull off that upset. I don't Give know me why. the Washington Football. I, I don't team. know. I don't know why they're on the upset side of it. They're at home. Um, Their defense is pl- pretty good. They've been playing great ball, um, and Seahawks have kind of been slacking off a little bit lately. So I, I think they're so hit and miss. The, exactly, the, it's so and weird. this the Washington football team has, in my opinion, the most underrated receiver in the NFL, Terry McLaurin. He is a dog. You put him on the you give him a quarterback like DK Metcalf has, or Julio, or even Julio Jones has. Terry McLaurin is a top three receiver in the league. I stand by that. Um, I don't know about top three, but okay. Uh, one game I'm kind of interested in is the Patriots at the Dolphins. That's really interesting. I'll take the Dolphins, bro. Patriots just the Dolphins minus three. Two has been playing some pretty decent ball. I think their team in general has been playing pretty yeah. well. He's, the de- he's the defense is looking pretty good. They need to go draft that man a receiver, though. They have no oh, talent. Right. Why they need to go oh, snag right. him, Jamar Chase or somebody. You know, I always wonder this. But I, you, I would take Miami too. Do do you think Hey, is my camera frozen? Yes, yes it is. It's all right. All right. I have a question quick question. Dang do you think well, since we're on the topic of the Dolphins, do you think that it was a mistake by the Dolphins to trade Minka Fitzpatrick? Oh yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a pro bowler. And I understand that, but do you think they had something to mind? I mean, they're playing some pretty decent ball. I mean, they didn't get anything good enough back for him. For and me that, to tell that's you what I, that's what trade. I think. That's what I, I agree with. Um, what yeah, they, they got, basically like a third gave, round pick. Yeah, it was, like some, it, was, it, was it was it was two like picks, round. I think, but it was. I mean, it wasn't worth what he is. Exactly, and. You see Minka on that on that defense on the on the Dolphins right now. Do you think they're a completely different team? Possibly. Like I don't know. I winning, can't really answer. Winning but. the div- winning the division. Yeah. Team. Who else is in their division? Remind me, please. Uh, the Patriots, the Jets, and is it Buffalo? I forget who the fourth team is. Buffalo. Buffalo. It's, my, Buffalo. it's Miami Patriots. Is it Buffalo? 
It's Buffalo because I uh, could be Patriots, wrong about the I mean, then Buffalo, if it's if it is Buffalo, then it'd be their only competition. I mean, if Buffalo wasn't in that, the Dolphins would win it regardless. Let me check. Drew Brees is going to practice tomorrow. Hmm. Breaking no, I don't news. think he's. Pl- I don't think he's playing, but he's practicing. So breaking that's good news. news. Yeah. yeah. That's good news. Bills, Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins. I mean, I don't know. The Bills are a really good team. I don't know if they beat the Bills out for that division, but... I don't know. They're pretty good right now. Um, I think, but like Parker said, I think the only the only thing they're missing is a wide receiver. That's what Taylor, I said. Taylor said that. Oh, Taylor said I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. They have a, a huge disappointment in Devontae Parker. Oh, they're going to go snag. They're going to go snag my man, Terrace Marshall, in the first round. They're going to go to the playoffs next year. I can't remember what was the kid's name. Uh, that played for the Vi- talking about disappointing wide receivers. He played for the Vikings. He came out of Ole Miss. What was that kid's name? Quan Treadwell. Oh, yeah. Man, what a disappointment. I knew exactly yes. who you were talking about when you uh, said Vikings. Dude, he was a monster <laughs> in college. Yes, he was. Correct. Correct yes. Um, you want to move off the NFL? Talk about Pell's first game? Oh, yes, sir. You know, we love talking about the Pell's. Even though Cam and I weren't able to watch it. Yeah, I know. Fox I watched Sports, it on a legal please. stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of self-incriminating myself. <laughs> Piracy. But um yeah, I mean I watched some of the highlights and one person that really stood out to me was so basically I'm the only one that gets to give an assumption on this game. I right. watched it. I watched it on a legal stream. I just can't talk about it because I'm they can't they can't they can't myself. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna literally say. literally I think it was like an hour later they had it playing on NBA TV and I was able to watch it and I watched some of it. It was late at night, so I went to sleep, but um who really stood out to me was no nah, Nikhil Alexander Walker. He he didn't have uh, the most spectacular. I don't, I, don't, I don't. I know we just got off this, but it just popped up on my TV. So the Saints have a huge injury report today. Nick Easton did not practice. Michael Thomas did not practice. Malcolm Roach did not practice. Malcolm Brown did not practice. Deontay Harris and Tommy Lee Lewis did not practice. Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Davenport, and Andrews Pete all limited. So that's really bad right there. All right. So and then if if they're if they're all not in the game Sunday, you gotta give it to the Chiefs. Well, yeah. correct. Any, any, anyways, now we can keep going. Sorry, I just wanted to let you all know that. But uh do y'all agree or disagree that no looked pretty good? Well, yeah, he looked nice. He looked nice, but we'll see. He, he looked really nice. Well. He, he played really way better. He played way better without the ball in his hands. So, uh, y'all, I know y'all didn't get to watch the whole thing, but Lonzo was in there and he was doing a good job. Uh, Nikhil was doing a good job of being on the wing and Lonzo was, they were having a good job just separating with each other. Lonzo would drive in, kick it out to him. And he, I think he's, he's meant to be a two. He did really good off the ball. His defense is not very good, but he can score the ball. I've always thought of Nikhil as a two. I know sometimes he gets put he gets put at the one a good bit, but I've always thought of him as a two. Um, I think he'd be more of a position, like a person for maybe with the future at the two position rather than Josh Hart. I told you all the other day that I think Josh Hart has a lower floor, a uh, higher floor, but uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker has a much higher ceiling. Um, do I ever think he gets as good as his cousin? No, but you never know. You never know. He's um, only 20. It's, a, it's yeah. all about player development. 21. Um, but talking about the game, Zion, I mean, I mean, he looked good. Uh, he looked but like same old Zion. Same old Zion. <sighs> With Like Taylor and I were talking about this. I mean, just the moves are getting so predictable. Uh, he turns his back, looks like he's maybe about like a post fade, and then he just turns around really quickly and tries to go up like underhand close to the basket. And they're going to be able to game plan for it. Um, you see pictures of him lost, losing weight. Then he looks the same. Then you see another picture of him looking ridiculously good. Then you see a picture of him looking bad. You just, I just can't. And then he, he looked, I thought coming out of college, he was going to be a much better defender than he is. Cause yeah. he looks on our, I don't know. I mean, it was the first game, so it is what it is, but he always seems like on defense, he's kind of lost. He's like looking around wondering who to guard. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a problem though. I mean, if that that is a problem, especially when it comes down to transition defense, if he if he if he's like that, now, well, he's always very rarely is he the first one back on defense. And I was just about to say that I was literally just about to say I was just about to say that. Um, but I mean, look, second year in the league, I think he he has some improvement proven to do. Obviously, I mean, he's a first round pick. 
I mean, he's the first overall pick. But, he's the most high prospect since LeBron James. Correct. Uh, they're literally comparing him to LeBron, LeBron, LeBitch James. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, what? He had 26 points. How many rebounds he had? 11. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me. So he had a double ten, double. I'm sorry. 26 points, 10 rebounds, two assists on 61.5% shooting. His most underrated part of his game is his passing. He is a really oh, yeah. good passer. Yeah. Yeah. He had several plays where the other player didn't make the shot when he passed it to him, but he made a ridiculously nice pass and they, they bricked it, but he passed it to Zoe. Of course. <laughs> of course. Brandon um, Ingram looked good. He looked, yeah. he looked same as always. He had he a dominant performance. He was good both on, on both sides of the court. I mean, yeah. he had, two I was blocks. impressed with, with Steven Adams too. Steven Adams, looks like he's going to be really good for us. I'm excited to see, hopefully Bledsoe plays Friday. I'm excited to see him. And that was so upsetting that we didn't get to see Bledsoe play. Um, I, just you know, more and more, I think I'm going to like the trade. I think I'm going to like it. Uh, I, I think we all will. I, I, I've said it I've, before, and I'll say it again. I've always loved Bledsoe. Always. I've loved him since Phoenix. Um, Phoenix. And Phoenix. Cam loved him so much, he thought he should start a point over Alonzo. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I've already admitted to that mistake of saying that. I know, that. I'm just messing. I know. But, um, yeah, all in all, I was impressed with how the um the Saints played. And, yeah. So. You mean the Pelicans? Gosh, yeah. Sorry, Pelicans. It's been but a I hope day. you weren't impressed on how the Saints played. Yeah, I was not impressed with the Saints playing. But, um, yeah, hopefully I get to Cam and I get I to think- Cam live so we have more takes for you guys um you know i think now would be a good part in the show to let parker express his gratitude for the news this weekend <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we did it do y'all see this my camera wasn't working so i couldn't do it last week do y'all see the sign fire gus 2020 i took time out of my own day during finals week to make this sign my last finals college of ever I took time out of my day to make the sign because I hate Gus Malzahn so much. We fired it. We bought the bullet. We no balls the boosters to basically, which basically means Auburn went to the boosters after the boosters said, y'all need to fire Gus. Which, uh, we said to the boosters, no balls. You won't come up with $21 million for us. And they did. Boosters gave us $21 million to fire Gus Malzahn. If y'all didn't know that. Um, He's I gone. Not, I didn't even yes, know that. The boosters, the boosters are paying for I that. Thought, I thought Auburn was coming out of pocket for that. Booster, You're baby. broke right now. Everybody's broke right now. Everybody's broke. Ask the boosters. Hey, man. Yeah. We just asked. We just got to ask Tim Cook. Um, I, you know, I actually asked my boss about that because I told you he's a big Auburn fan. Yeah. He said Tim Cook is not associated with Auburn like whatsoever. There's, I can find a picture of him. That. I'm going to find a picture of him right now at an Auburn game. No, like he's not like a big time booster. No, he said. Oh. Yeah. Which well, I would think he would be, but yeah, I mean, it's Trump changed to him. Um, but yeah, Gus Malzahn has been fired. Um, and I could not be happier. I said I'd throw a party. Um, and now it's time to find a new coach. Um, wait, wait, but what about the party? This party? I'm, uh, I'm going to throw a party. Socially distance. I'm going to throw a socially distance Gus, uh, goodbye Gus party. Um, <laughs> everything's going to be... Um, Socially distance, yes, just like they every- practice for years with national championships. They socially distance from them. Now we'll have a party to uh, celebrate Correct. that. And everything's going to be in counts of twenty-one. So twenty-one drinks, twenty-one cupcakes to account for the twenty-one million dollars we gave him <laughs> to fire him. Yeah, the fact that twenty-one only pa- party. The fact that they had to give him thirteen million dollars to literally, like the, almost the day of, they had to give him thirteen million dollars in the next thirty days. It's 30 just days. crazy. <laughs> Correct. It should have been like, hey Gus, it's, you could you could take a payment plan or like payment plan we could pay you over like twelve months or like no. Nah, he's like no no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so there were some rumors coming out that we were looking at Hugh Freeze and he was the most Hugh Freeze. And those rumors have been dispelled. Hugh Freeze is not a candidate for the job. Um, which I am so happy about. So far, they really want uh, Mario Cristobal, who is Oregon's head coach, but I don't see him leaving. Um, personal, per, My personal choice is a guy named Tony Elliott. He is Clemson's mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Um, we have yeah, I don't see him leaving either. So Yeah, but I mean, everyone wants a head coach position one day. Yeah. Um, as long as y'all... I, I heard some... Some rumors about Joe Brady going there, and I don't want that to happen. If Joe Brady goes to Auburn, oh my God, 
I mean, you'd see the next Joe Burrow and Bo Nix. I'm just messing. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm just messing. You but no, seriously. There. I mean, seriously, our passing game has been something that's lacked for forever. Our running game has never lacked. Uh, we have always had a very good running game. It's our passing game that has always, always struggled. You know, y'all have a history over like the past 20 years of just hiring bad coaches. Mm-hmm. We sure do. Maybe this will be the one. Maybe, Maybe this will be the one. For, for, um, both, for both LSU and Auburn, that, that's the case. Yeah, well, let's hope. I had no idea about this Joe Brady rumor, Taylor. Where'd yeah, my boss told me about that. I heard, I heard a little sprinkle, but I, um, I, I didn't think it was liable. Um, I doubt that. I can't imagine they could pay him more than Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Well, who knows? And then the other name I that I wouldn't mind is uh, Bill Napier, the ULL's current head coach. Um, I told you about that, though. He already resigned a deal. They'd have to buy him out. <laughs> they don't have um, no money to do They don't this. have no money. Uh, but we'll see. Um, Kevin Steele, our defensive coordinator, I have a lot of faith in him. He's put together some pretty good defenses over the years. He, Kevin Steele is the best coach at Auburn's campus right now. He went took Auburn from being a team that has always been this amazing offense and just like when we had Rhett Lashley as our offensive coordinator and just we never had a defense. And Kevin Steele got there kind of like what Dennis Allen has done for the Saints and just turned the defense around, um, put out some real good prospects, guys like uh, Derek Brown, Montrevious Adams, got guys like Smoke Monday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a mid-round pick. Owen oh, Papo. Um Late round pick, seventh round. Owen Papo is a true sophomore, by the way. He was the number one linebacker. Yeah, be a seventh round pick. He was as the number one linebacker in the country in high school, and he's a true sophomore now, and he's balling. Seventh round. Okay, bud. Um, but no, I'm excited to see what Auburn does. Anybody's gonna be better than Gus. Um, I just really hope whoever we hire brings in his team with him, so we can get Chad Morris the hell out of town too, because Chad Morris is just as bad. Only reason he got the job is because he was buddies with Gus. But buddies. Gus probably hired him to make sure Gus got fired with an agreement that he would give Chad like 10% of the $21 million. Um but I guess keeping on college football, um, y'all had an interesting week. Very interesting. I let Cam talk. Ooh, baby. Go Tigers. That's all I got to say. You know, it was weird. After the game, everybody started hitting me up for Christmas gifts. And they were like, Taylor, don't give me this. Don't give me that. I just want shoes for Christmas. So, you know what? I got you. <laughs> that was watching that game as an outside outside viewer was just unreal. When I saw him, when I saw him throw that cleat. So like, for people that don't watch college football, LSU was in a third in eight third and seven situation and and eight like one and a half minutes left in the game and they throw a little screen pass to the tight end he doesn't get the first down the kid one of the players for florida that wasn't that didn't even make the tackle runs over and grabs the lsu's tight ends cleat and throws it 20 yards down the field so all of a sudden a couple seconds go by three flags on the field and he got unsportsmanlike conduct for throwing the ball 20 yards down the field. Now, granted, we did hit him up on Twitter and ask him to be a guest on the show this week. His name is Marco Wilson. He didn't want to join us, but yeah. Thanks, Marco. <laughs> yeah, hey, York, the best kicker in college football. Yeah. Biggest schlong in Louisiana. Is he nominated for the Groucho Award? If he wasn't, he is now. I think actually... 57 yards. Since you say that, he was nominated for something. Also, did y'all see how cool that video was of the the view from the end zone where they when he kicked it you couldn't see the ball at all mm-hmm. and then all because of the the fog and then all of a sudden you just see it go in it was really yeah, he's cool. good he's no Daniel Carlson but he's really good did Daniel Carlson make a fifty seven yarder in college yes he's longest was yes I'm sure of it he's the SEC <laughs> you just guess but he's also the SEC's all time leading scorer I have my fantasy team he didn't help me enough I lost but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, but I was that was probably the most hyped I've ever been since we beat Alabama last year. No doubt. As like, far as everything goes though, I don't think it changes anything about the program like in terms of changes that'll be made this offseason. I think Bo Pelini's probably got like a 70-30 chance of being fired 
Um, it happens. They may clean out a couple other people in there. But other than that, I mean, National Signing Day is wrapping up right now. They did really well. Only lost. They lost two commitments to Alabama, but they flipped a couple back to them. So yeah. they're looking good besides that. And they got Mason Smith and Corey Foreman could possibly be coming. So. Yeah, I was just about to say, speaking of National, National Signing Day, with the signing of Mason Smith that just happened about, what, two hours ago? Literally two hours ago on the yeah, dot? Yeah, two hours ago. Yep. Um, there's, there was rumors saying that, I don't know if it was rumors, but saying that wherever Mason Smith goes, Corey Foreman's going to land. Well, it's not rumors. That's what they have said. They have come out and said we're, oh, we're well, 100% playing together at the next level. So. Maybe they yeah. changed their mind, but that's what they said. My thing about that is, if that is true, then why would Corey Foreman wait till January 3rd to commit if he knew Mason Smith was committing? I'm going to ask you that question. Why do you think? I mean, I don't know. Because he's waiting to see if someone pays him more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. True. I mean, why? You just answered the question. Why would you not commit them? He's probably yeah. calling Coach O. Hey, Coach O. Uh, would you get Mason? <laughs> also, you got to think about it like this too. I think this plays a factor in it. California um, passed the the bill saying that college athletes can get paid. Yeah, California can pay yeah, their but, but players. The NCAA didn't pass that though. But college players can they, they're they're having to hear yeah, about. Yeah, but then you're still week. you're if you take money, you're still ineligible by the NCAA they're, though. They're taking it to the Supreme Court. Uh, oh, I don't I don't in, disregard what you were saying. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying I'm just trying to get facts that they're taking it to the Supreme Court in Ooh. January, so we could we could see college athletes getting paid next season. Here's my thing on this: I have the best take on this, in my opinion. Obviously, because it's my opinion, I think it's the best. I have the best take on this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I think the college athletes should be able to profit off of their name likeness and be sponsored, but I do not think the university should be paying them out of pocket any more than free tuition, housing, and meals. Correct. I had when I was with my old buddies doing our old podcast, we had a whole entire argument. I literally went on my Snapchat, went on an hour ramp page venting it was just story after story of story just me ranting about this thing i don't mind an athlete who the nca the ncaa is profiting billions yep. off of them and getting, they're a non-profit they don't pay taxes exactly getting getting money off of these kids and i don't mind these these college athletes getting paid to go do an autograph signing or getting paid for their jer their jersey, like mm -hmm. somebody buying their jersey. I don't yeah, mind in, that. In my but opinion, I find it just blasphemous that you can put, like, perfect example, I'll use LSU. You have Joe Burrow last season who, LSU at the bookstore, they sell LSU jerseys with number nine on them. Now, they can't put his name on them, but they're selling number nine. And I'm sure they're selling, like, hotcakes. But then a year later, when he's in the NFL, they throw his name on the back of it, and now he's getting profit off of it. That's so stupid, I man. I mean, you so can't tell. He's so the reason people bought that number nine jersey. Exactly. You mean to tell me you couldn't give him 5%? Same, yeah. same, same thing with, like, Fournette or Tyron Matthew. Anybody who wears the number seven, you know when they're selling that number seven jersey, it's it's going so this year would have been Jacoby Stevens. Whoever's wearing that number seven jersey, yeah, well, nobody's buying that it's jersey. On, <laughs> that's true, but um, I just look, going back to what I was saying. I think they should get their profits from autograph signs and jersey sales and stuff. I don't think they should get endorsement deals. That that's something that that ticks me off. That they could hire an agent and then they could get endorsement deals. Why? Well, they won't because be able that to is do a, that. They won't be no. able to do it be because of the already current endorsement deals that their school has. Correct. So they won't be able to. Yeah, it will never work. So like if it's like, let's say Auburn is an Under Armour team. Right. You can't sign a Nike deal no, and wear I don't Nike think, I don't think. It, I don't think it goes. I think it's more of like I, I made this um, comparison to or this argument back in the day when all this was going on. Um, Say Mercedes-Benz of Alabama offers you 50,000 but then Mercedes-Benz of Clemson offers you 60,000. That's an endorsement deal. They can do that. They can offer you that. Well, I hate to tell you that Cameron, but that's already happening. 
And, and that's I'm the saying, thing, but now they, they could do it legally, and I don't like that. If I they don't. legalized all this stuff, you wouldn't have all the phoniness going on behind closed doors of all this stuff. If you went ahead and just allowed these players to, like, for example, I did actually my senior paper for college on this whole topic, but did you guys know that for, if you're a division one NCAA athlete, you cannot have a job in your season. Correct. You cannot, I knew have, you cannot yeah. have a job. So how do you expect a kid on a Friday night to go out to the bar with his friends or to go out on a date with a girl he likes? How right, do you expect exactly. I made that or for example, let's use, let's use Corey Foreman as an example. Corey Foreman is from California. Let's say he does pick to go to LSU. He has to drive his, whatever kind of car he has all the way from California to Louisiana. Let's say on Thanksgiving break, when he drives home, his car breaks down. How is Corey paying to get his car fixed? He can't get a job. No, okay, so he, but the aren't these players getting, aren't these players getting these checks that are like almost like pension checks from the school already? Stipend, but that's for room and board. Stipend, right. But doesn't it, camp. but doesn't it cover way more than just that? Okay. Possibly. It does, but you, I mean, it's not right, enough money for them. So it's not a full-time job. What I've heard goes on. Um, my dad is really good friends with, um, someone who used to coach at the university of Florida, not like a big cut time coaching position, but he was on the football team's coaching staff. He said that boosters would pay, would go up to like the star players and say, Hey, go turn my sprinklers on every morning. And there'll be a thousand dollars in your mailbox waiting for you or $500 mm -hmm. in my mail, your mailbox waiting for you. And then he'll be like, after that, he'll be like, Hey, I got some automatic sprinklers. So just as long as they come on, come pick up your check, man. But you see what I'm saying? If they legalize stuff to where they could make money, all this stuff would, would go away. Yeah, I just I there. just don't think that the university should be paying should be like this is your salary. I don't think the university should be no. doing that. Because they're already let's say like let's say Corey Foreman goes to USC, he's getting want oh, he's getting probably a hundred thousand dollars a year in room, board, food, and uh tuition. Not a from year a school like that. Or like USC is expensive. A hundred do you know how much a hundred thousand dollars is a year? Okay, maybe like he's, a, he's an in-state kid. It wouldn't be no, okay, maybe not an in-state kid, but like a kid that goes to like USC out of state or UCLA. I don't think that, it's that much, but it's definitely it's a lot of money. Figures, yeah. Um, and so I mean, you're I mean, going. I just getting, said seven figures, definitely yeah. five figures. Excuse me. You're already getting that much of an advantage over other students that aren't on the team. You're getting free hotels everywhere you travel to. But no, if it you should they shouldn't have rights over your name at the end of the day. Yeah, we're getting off topic though. That. Um, that's a good topic. That was a good topic. Um, um, we have in our notes what Auburn needs to do to get back to contention. Um, or they recruit. need, uh, yes, recruit. Um, actually, I just I just checked while we were on the phone. Y'all fell to fifty second. Man, we had some guys. Uh, that oh, Terrence, oh. that Terrence Lewis kid, the number one linebacker, he was projected to go to Auburn, and then we fired Gus, and we dropped out of his top three. Um, but really? if, yeah, I don't want a kid dumb enough to want to play for Gus though. Um, where you like, Jesus, you only all signed a six foot seven, 270 pound guard. That's too big to play guard. Six, yeah, seven. He's huge. That three star. Blonde yeah. Kid. Garner Langlo. Yeah. That's too big. Yeah. Um, oh, Auburn is like six, one. Well, never be able to see <laughs> is it Auburn? It's like six foot seven or six, six foot six. Who? Andrews Pete. No, he's six five. Is he six five? Okay. Yeah. I mean, but that's Drew Brees is five eleven. So. Yeah, and you see him on his tiptoes looking over the line. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Auburn needs to get back to put like I mean, there's just been a lack of pushing the ball downfield for so long with Gus Malzahn on the yeah. reins. Um, and it's gotten to the point where we rely so heavily on the run that teams can plan for it. All, when Auburn was at their prime, like I said, with Rhett Lashley and we were constantly, when we were competing for like when we went to the national championship and lost to Florida state, um, we use our, our quarterback's legs way more than we do. We do not use Bo Nix's legs enough. Um, people forget yep. he was the number one dual threat in the country. Um, we don't let him air it out enough and we run the ball first, second, third down or at least first, second down in screen to where you plan for it. We have, I'm saying we're going to have tank Bigsby is going to end up being one of the best running backs in the sec before he leaves. Um, and if you can plan a ball game around him where they cannot just expect the run, then you are going to have a good football team. You have a lot of talent on that football team and you just need to get a guy that has confidence in his quarterback that 
is confident in pushing down the uh, ball downfield. Gus Malzahn just didn't seem confident in his own play calling or on by his offensive quarter play calling. Like when Jared yep. Stidham, the guy who plays for the Patriots right now, when he was at Auburn, Gus wouldn't let him audible at the line. Like just wouldn't let him audible. I don't know if y'all my knew bo- that. My boss made a $10 bet with me that <clears throat> Bo Nix would not be the starting quarterback for Auburn to start the season next year. I, I said that he would be. I took the $10 bet. He definitely will be. Our backups, that true freshman we just signed in a 37-year-old. Your boss is... He, I think he's saying y'all are going to bring in someone else. I don't see that happening. Oh, I am excited about that tight end we brought in, Grant Calcantara from Oklahoma. Real big target. Um, But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Next thing on the list, we talked about almost everything. Um, yeah. uh, Floyd versus Logan Paul is on the list next. Floyd versus Logan Paul. What a nightmare. I mean, I there's think so much that has to come out about it, though, as to whether yep. or not they're going to fight at different weights or what's going to happen. Because literally, Logan Paul's like 205 pounds. Floyd Mayweather fights at like 145 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's going to be a joke, man. They're going to have it's just going to be a joke. Did you guys hear how smart they were with the marketing of it, though? They said, I thought it was really smart. If you buy the pay-per-view now, it's like $20. But for every half a million pay-per-view buys, it goes up. Ten bucks. Did you see the split? The day of the fight. Did you see the split of? I don't think paid? that's accurate. They said Floyd's getting five million guaranteed, and Logan's only getting two hundred thousand. I don't. I don't see that. Being I, I, I don't. I don't see Logan Paul taking a fight where he only against one of the best boxers ever is getting only two hundred yeah. grand. Yeah. Who knows how true that's? Even though he would get, also get five percent of all the pay per view endorsements. Even, even if it's money. even if so. it's only an exhibition with headgear. I, well, the, I, apparently they won't wear headgear. I don't know. They haven't. They haven't clarified yet. I thought. I thought they clarified that already. It was like they haven't clarified. Anything. I thought Logan even said that himself that they're wearing headgear. He doesn't know any of the rules. He doesn't know how big the gloves are going to be. He doesn't know how many rounds. He knows nothing. I was watching his podcast oh, earlier. Oh, that's yeah. that's nice. I didn't watch. He's not podcast. even going to know his name after the fight. Probably not. I mean, I don't think he gets slept by Floyd, but I think his def- his body going to be hurting. <laughs> I'll tell you who is going to get slept pretty soon. Logan's brother. <laughs> Yeah, Jake's gonna, he's not going to get slept. He's going to get buried. He's going to die. I mean, he, I don't know if y'all know this, but um, he, he's so fake, bro. He, um, Dylan Dennis is a fighter on McGregor's team. And uh, Dylan they, Dennis fights for Bellator. Yeah. Um, so he's a professional fighter. Now, Dylan um, Dennis only has two fights, just FYI. I, I know Dylan Dennis. I'm a fan of Dylan Dennis's. But does it change the fact of how many fights you would have on what he would do to Jake Ball? No. I mean, I think in a, Boxing match, to be honest, would be relatively close, but yeah. I, in an MMA fight, he dies. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think? What, do you think there's any chance on God's green earth that McGregor takes that boxing match against Jake? No. I mean, I would have told you four years ago, there's no way Floyd Mayweather fights Connor. So I'll give you a 1% chance because anything can happen. I mean, mm-hmm. if the bag is right, I think Connor will probably do it. But I tell you right now, it'll be about 20 seconds, if that. He'll get slept. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going up against a guy who's been boxing since he was four, and you've been boxing for three. McGregor's been boxing for that long. Yes. Yeah, I'll tell you who I want to fight. Oh, well, back to what we were saying. Jake Paul did a drive by and threw water balloons and at, toilet paper and toilet paper at Dylan Dennis. And that I don't. And you couldn't see on the video. Y'all don't watch it, but so what he was filming, he was filming with another guy who covers fighting. His name is Brendan Schaub. He, he's a comedian also. I don't know if y'all know him. He does a weekly. He'll have a guest on his show and he brings them to uh, the Go Eat at a Food Truck. He calls it Food Truck Diaries. And that's where he was at. So that so Logan Paul, or excuse me, Jake Paul, knew where he was at because he knew they were filming the show. And then he pulled up on him and Dylan ran after them. Like, And Dylan was going to do something. He's about that. Yeah. He, punch, he punched Khabib in the face. He's about that. And then Jake, oh, dip, dip, dip. And he hurried up and the driver took off. Like, he's so fake, man. I'll tell you, I want Jake to fight no other than Ryan Garcia. I no. want Jake to fight Ryan No, Garcia. no, no. Why? I, I have always been against this, but I'm going to say it. I want Jake Paul to fight Amanda Nunes. Yes, actually. Amanda yes. Nunes to yes. kick his I was just about ass. to say that. I was just about to say that. If y'all don't know who uh, Amanda Nunes guys, Amanda Nunes is the hands down greatest female MMA fighter, fighter 
ever. Two, two-time yes. champion. Two-time champion. I will pay big money to watch that. Um, And I am so confident. Amanda Nunes, how tall is she? She's five... She's eight, probably five, about nine. She's probably a little, just only un, little under. I don't care how tall she's. She's five eight, one thirty five, and I guarantee she could kick every single one of our asses without breaking a sweat. She's she's really oh, like she she's about one hundred fifty, hundred sixty pounds. It's a. I have it right here saying she's one thirty five. No, yes. like that's she fights at one thirty five and one forty. Gosh, I was so happy that she just said that because I, I was I was waiting till y'all stopped talking. And I was like, they interviewed they this. interviewed Dana White, who's the UFC president. They interviewed him and said, because Jake's calling him out too. So for y'all that don't know, if you're a contracted fighter for the UFC, you have to basically get permission from the UFC to fight somewhere else. So like when Connor, when Connor fought Floyd, he had to get permission and the UFC got money for that, obviously. So same scenario. If Connor were to fight Jake Paul, he would have to get the UFC's blessing. So Jake's trying to stir up shit with uh, Dana White. And so Dana White was asked about it and he said, yeah, I think I'm going to get Amanda Nunes to go kick his ass. (laughs) And Amanda Nunes said she's in. Oh, I dude, I'm telling you, I'd pay for it. We'll make it the, 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 we'll make it the, the women's super fight title or something like that. We'll call him a woman. Fight to end the patriarchy. And there'll be no time there, no nothing. He'll just, they'll fight to the death. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> He's crazy, man. I think like Jake's got to be on drugs or something like that. To be Absolutely. Going I think you, I see okay, him. Wait, wait, pause before I forget. Did you guys hear that? He's only following two people on Instagram. Yeah. Conor McGregor's only, fiance. And Dylan Dennis's girlfriend. And Dylan Dennis's girlfriend. <laughs> That's funny. I give him that. He it's, funny. it's funny. It, it, he, um, it, he gives and then entertainment. Saying, and then he, he said he slept with Dylan's girlfriend, which I don't know. He gives good that. entertainment. I, I'll give him that. But it's just, he, he's he's so stupid. When it comes <laughs> he, said, to he said Conor McGregor's wife was only a four. <laughs> yeah. He's like, come on, Conor. You could do so much better. You know, I see it. If y'all haven't seen it already, y'all got to go watch the video of him having a cardboard check right now. With a cigar like this big. Dude, some girl duetted it and said that like right before she filmed that, um, he went to her restaurant and had like a $400, like a really expensive bill. And he only tipped her like 40 bucks total. He's tipped her like 3% of the bill. But no, I, when we talk about all these fighters, I don't see it really happening. If I see Jake's next fight, I see it being against KSI. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah. He can't fight Dylan. He can't fight Dylan Danitz either, unless Dylan Danitz gets released from or gets like you know he's mm-hmm. with his organization. So KSI said he's willing to do it, but he said he fought Logan in uh, in America last time, so he wants this fight in England. Yeah, and, makes sense. And he just wants he wants to get paid. He just wants to get I paid want the same. Logan. I want Logan to fight KSI. Can see one second fight. KSI right, won the second fight. Yeah. No, I want Logan to fight because Logan won that fight and got robbed. So I want Logan to fight him. I mean, again. he broke he broke the rules and got penalized. I mean, I'm. I watch a lot more fighting. In my opinion, he won the fight. That's your opinion. He, he won but the fight. I know. I'm, I'm going. I'm going off the opinion of the people that get paid to judge fighting. Yeah, well, go ask Dana White how he feels about those people. You'll get a very stern answer. Um, but no, I'd like to see Jake fight. I Jake's probably a little bit better of a fighter than Logan. Probably um, so. um, I just say they fight each other. And like you one hear? Them, you hear about that? That's a thing too. I They're say they fight each other till one of them shits their pants. Like literally. Logan, Logan said, so Logan was actually on the food truck diary show I was talking about. And he asked that he was asked that question. And he said, that's definitely something we're interested in and we're going to be doing. He said, I mean, he's obviously incorrect. He said it would be the biggest pay-per-view event in the history of sports. Yes. I mean, it, no, it wouldn't be. You, you would no. not type top Mike, Mike Tyson and. Uh, no, bro. You won't type McGregor and Mayweather. No, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Mike Tyson. No, the paper, Connor holds like five of the top four. Papers. When Taylor and I watched the McGregor versus Mayweather fight at the Pike House, we literally couldn't get on it because the site kept crashing because there were so many people. Yeah, and they and they it. and they paid us. They gave us our money back. Remember, gave us our money they back. They sent Vince's money back. Yep. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting to watch it, but I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But no, yeah, the most or actually, so the most pay per view buys ever actually is Manny Floyd. Manny Floyd, that makes sense. Dude, that was such. Yeah. A- and then number number two, I'm pretty sure is Manny Connor. Um, I mean, no. I said Manny Connor, Floyd yeah. Connor. I don't see the I don't see the uh, Amanda Nunes fight happening. If I could pick one fight that I see happening, I'm once again I'm going with Ryan Garcia. I think you got to bring he a body fight. bag. He could. They'll never fight. All How do you? Top- I mean, what kind of commission would sanction that? I mean, who's gonna? What kind of pro fighter is gonna fight a guy who has one win? I mean. 
I mean, Ryan said he'd do it. He said they used to be kind of buddy buddy, and then Jake just was Ryan, an absolute. Ryan ass. says a lot. Do you not like Ryan Garcia? It, it, it's okay. It's, a, it's all that YouTube drama shit. Um, Ryan got into YouTube, and now he's like, if somebody talks, I got to talk back. I mean, that's that's obviously in the fighting business, but I mean, they both go about it like a weird way. Yeah, but I I think the brothers will end up fighting each other. I think that's I, I would love be. to see that. I, I really and I would. agree with Parker. I think Jake probably knocked him out. It's just so the the whole Floyd thing is so dumb to me that Floyd's like, why is Floyd Mayweather going to tarnish his legacy by going out there and fighting a dude who's zero and two or zero and one? Like, why? All right, that makes no sense. Okay, so you mean to tell me you would respect Michael Jordan if Michael Jordan came out and played a game against Levar Ball against me, me essentially? You'd be like, this is a joke. I'm not paying to watch this. No, or Levar Ball, Levar Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'd watch that. It's a joke. I'd pay to watch that. That's hilarious. But if it was a Joe Blow, you're not paying to watch it. I think he's tarnishing his legacy by doing that. Like uh, Mike Tyson would never do that. No. I'd pay, to, I'd, pay to see, I'd pay to see Jake Paul fight Mike Tyson. Yeah, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would. He'll get but, destroyed. Uh, on, the topic, right. on the topic of fighting, have y'all seen the recent kind of star that's coming out? Um, his name's White Chocolate. Jason Williams, old point guard for the Kings. No, he's he's a boxer. He literally he's literally no. I think three and zero or four and zero in his professional debut. Oh, he's got a long all, way to go. All, yeah. I'm saying all his knockouts are by body punches. Oh, in the mm. first round. Oh my god! In the first round, he's he's literally severed uh, spleens and livers. Oh, it sounds with a bo- do big guy or a small guy. He's like 130, 140, maybe. Oh, that's not going to work, is yeah, it? It's not going to work. Um, huh. He, he is six foot. He's 22. Who's that? White chocolate? White chocolate. What's his name? His name is Nikita Ababi. Yeah, I'd have gone by white chocolate, too. Yeah, but um, <laughs> literally after he, av- he, he does a stupid thing where, like, after he wins, he does, like, a Fortnite dance. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, oh, like, God. There's like, another manhunt outside my house. Like, his, yeah. Parker, do you live in the hood or something, dude? No. Well, what street down is the hood? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, if, y- if y'all have, uh, to the listeners and to y'all, too, if you haven't seen the uh, zone, however you say it. The zone, yeah, they suck. Yeah, They're going out of business. The zone posted <laughs> posted his uh his fight highlight his recent fight highlights on their YouTube page. So if you haven't if you haven't yet or if you want to check it out, please because it's really crazy. It, he knocked out he knocked down a guy with one punch, just one punch thrown. Hold on, Cam and, Parker has something to say apparently. And the, he the dude well, fell like down. Finish. It was a one punch, two knock. One punch, two knockdown. He literally got up like right away and then he went right back down. And then they called I have something to say. I know who I want to come out of retirement and fight Jake Paul. Who? Do y'all remember Butterbean? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember Butterbean, Cam? I remember Butterbean. Butterbean was this fat, white, bald dude who was a boxer. He would be on jackass all the time. He was a professional boxer. He was so <laughs> out of shape. He either knocked you out in the first 30 seconds or he didn't finish the fight. But, dude, he threw fucking haymakers. Haymakers, dude. <laughs> he's 54 now, and he's still really fat. So, I don't know if the fight happens. But... I'm pretty sure Butterbean was actually in one of Logan Paul's vlogs uh, when Logan Paul was trying to get Ooh, into... this kid uh, is good. He's, oh. he's very good. I'm telling you, he, dude. He's he, he's good. He, he, he only, it's only a it's only a four round fight, but he knocks the dude out in thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. You can't. I don't think see. It. Yeah, he's flossing after. Wait, hold on. Wait for it. Hold on. It's coming. Hold on. He's flossing <laughs> after he knocked him out. But I th- I just think it's crazy. Like, all of all his fights have been first round knockouts, and uh, one was to the head, but uh, all the rest were body shots. It's pretty cool. So I thought I found that interesting. So y'all should definitely go check out White Chocolate. Yeah. All right, boys. Yep. Looks like it's time to wrap this week episode up. 
Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, we're going to post this on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor. Um, so go give us a listen. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and drop some comments. Who do you want to see Jake Paul fight? Who do you want to see Logan Paul fight? And who do you think wins? LSU. Like, subscribe. Peace out. Hey, I wanted to fight Coach O. We did it. You want to fight? You want him to fight Coach Ed? Yes, Coach O against Jake Paul. I would like. I would like to see Prime Mike Tyson versus Gus Malzahn with his hand side behind his back. (laughs) Gus's hand side behind his back. (laughs) All right, that's it for this week. Later, all right. Later, guys. guys.